Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy, your host, and we are coming at you live from Christmas Eve from my parents' house with my sister, Kelly. Kelly, Merry Christmas, and welcome back to the pod. Thanks, girl. Merry Christmas to you. It's so, Kelly. How's your Christmas Eve been so far? How does well, it feel to be a, um, a mom of, you know, the cutest boy in the entire world for Christmas? It, you know, he's just a little sugar plum. He's just a dog. He he's so cute in his Christmas onesies, and he's kind of the king of this castle. I mean, I, first of all, I feel like parents' houses, I feel lucky. They're, like, better than the best hotel in town. The amenities in mom and dad's house are unreal. And Truly. Teddy was greeted with um, his own baby bottle bar complete with many baby bratza bottles a bottle washing station formula gallons of distilled water teddy's crib has a huge poster of my face above it it's quite alarming <laughs> but i'm sure it's very soothing and comforting to him because you're always there watching over and he has his own chair at the table of which my parents put him at the head of the table as he should be as he should be so yeah, we're very. He's very excited to meet his cousins. He's been doing great, uh, and as I always tell Kelly, I'm not a person that you can offer help to, unless you want me to take it. So Kelly, you know, in order to get the baby here, people offered big things. They're like, "Oh, you guys, they can sleep in my room. I'll do the night feedings. I'll do the changings." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> hey, any, I'm about the I'll baby take here any second. <laughs> exactly, any second. <laughs> I it's great. I love going in, you know, um, and changing him while you lay in bed and watch me. I feel like yeah. it's exactly what dreams are made of. It's kind of like you're Paris Hilton and I'm her nanny. Totes. Did you watch Paris in Love season two? <laughs> oh, girl, you're going to love it. Really? It's Paris with a newborn. And a month actually... and she never changed a diaper. And her nanny's just like staring at her, telling her how to do it. And it's like a little sad and weird. But, um, yeah, I think her and Phoenix are a lot closer now. The first month is weird for everyone. I'm sure. Well, do you think Paris and Love is similar to Plathville? Well, guys, Kelly and I got into a new show. And one of the tough parts is my mom has a strict rule, only Christmas movies on Christmas Eve. So we got deep into, we watched all of season one yesterday. <laughs> Halfway into season two, and my mom said, no Plathville today. So I think we should pretend to be busy and watch it on my iPad upstairs. That sounds like a good plan. Well, she <laughs> did save the day with the Mac dongle so that we could. Yes, thank you, mom, both for being so tech savvy. So since mom demands we watch Christmas movies, which yes. one were you watching when I pried you away for this recording? Well, we had Elf on earlier, and then we had just started uh, what looks to be a real banger called Never Been Christ. Which is a Hallmark movie. Strong fun. <laughs> it's the plot of Never Been Kissed with Chris Kringle, I'd imagine, or Jenner. Well, no, no. So, uh, yes, Jenner. It's well, I'm only five minutes in, but from what I gather, uh, it's mm -hmm. two girls that started a company together, and they used to have a crush on the same boy in high school, and they come home, and uh, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen. Twice they've mentioned Series B funding, and <laughs> so. <laughs> It feels like they're really trying to be progressive. <laughs> uh, Wait, women-owned businesses. So are they I'm not in, sure are where they this women is going to go. STEM? Um, I don't even know what their company is. I <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm sure it's going to go places, and I can't wait to get back to it. 
Kelly, you were a fellow woman in stemware last night because for Christmas Eve Eve, my mom broke out the Waterford Crystal. And Kelly went to Ireland and bless her heart, you had no money to your name, but you saved enough to buy my parents Waterford Crystal and bring it home in your luggage. Yeah, it was. I still question that move. You know, this was over 20 years ago. And I do you just, remember how much they were? I, I actually don't, but it was like a, a, the thank you, right? Because I went to Ireland for like one of my right. student teaching practicums. But what I didn't think about when I bought them was I now have to get these back home. I did leave an entire suitcase full of shoes at, like in one of the London train stations because I just couldn't carry it all. So good Didn't times. You watch the professor throw your duffel bag down the yeah. tube stairs, and you were like, "My crystal in the there." Crystal, that had the crystal in there because he, he thought we were going too slow, and so he chucked all of our luggage down like twenty stairs. And somehow the crystal survived. However, well, Kel, I can tell you why the crystal survived. Guys, <laughs> I I don't know if I've ever drank out of water for crystal, but when I tell you these bad boys have a thick lip. When you take a sip, all glass, no champagne. <laughs> champagne. They weigh 10 pounds each. Yes, I do believe that is why they withstood the uh, throwing down the stairs. In my defense, as a 19-year-old, that my beverage of choice was just Captain Morgan with any chaser. And so right. I wasn't really into fine uh, glasses and or glassware. Mm-hmm. And I just clearly was not looking at this the, the rim because that is that is thick. That is like... Truly, I can't, I don't even know how to describe. It's like you think about the thickest coffee mug that you've ever ever drank out of, right. and put that into a, a champagne flute, and that's how we're what we're drinking out of. It's something. Whenever I'm in formal wear, I always want to be chasing drips of liquid down <laughs> the sides of my glass with my tongue. <laughs> I, and the funny part- thing is, I think we got like eight full pours out of the bottle in those glasses. So they must only hold like, <laughs> I know Greg was kind of like hitting the bottle tonight. And I was like, no, I swear no. to God, these hold maybe because a third of a glass so, of champagne. There's so much glass that there's no room <laughs> for the champagne. <laughs> I was wondering if you got it at like a kiosk that was pretending to be Waterford Crystal. No, I went to a Waterford Crystal. Like, so I was, I was there getting Balik. So my friend's mom asked me to bring her back this like Irish China. And, which I also oh. had in my bag that got thrown down. To the and United so, States? Yeah. So then I had, <laughs> so I had who, this like who asked the college student China? to bring them back China. <laughs> I had the China and the Waterford. So I got both at this place. Anyways, you know what? So you know it was legit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much hmm. more so than our white van. Much more so. Oh, yeah. We've been looking through On pictures canal. of our big first trip to New York. And I was thinking, and I remember spending so much time on my outfit, but upon looking through pictures, this outfit I took forever to plan was just, it was a tube top. It was a, okay, I never wear white. It was a white tube top, but the kind that has a band at the top and the bottom. So the middle billows. And And billowy. Who doesn't want their torso to be white and billowing? Of course, opted for a tasteful V-neck with, of course, a cami underneath it. Um, And a statement necklace. No, can I please tell you, did you notice? I was actually wearing a halter top. Were you? That was a halter I'm top. I of the wrong picture. So uh, I went through a six-month phase where oh, I, I exclusively wore thick, thick-banded halter tops from built-in bras. Um, New York and Company with built-in bras. Oh, <laughs> you just unlocked. Oh, my God, Kelly. You used to go to New York and Company, find a shirt that fit, 
and buy, and buy it for Roji Biff. But I loved it because I used, then I started to be able to go to your closet for basics. Yeah, totally. Because you had every oh my god, yeah, every color you could imagine. Did you the have a New York Company credit style. card? Of course. Who didn't? Yeah, that was my I my Nielsen interview suit. I had to put on a New York Company credit card, and it I took remember. me a near year to pay off. I think it Tempting. was one hundred twenty five dollars. I opened a credit like so you were paying like ten dollars a month. <laughs> that was the other thing that um we wanted to ask the group. Okay, so my mom saw this very convincing ad. She's told us about no less than four or five times. So when I arrived for Christmas, I've never seen mom talk with such enthusiasm about what I assume is about to be a stocking stuffer. So I was like, I just, I just don't know that this is true. Where queen icon legend Kelly Clarkson, she's saying that she lost, she, by, by eating this weight loss gummy, she lost 10 pounds a week. <laughs> and my mom was like, I saw this interview with Kelly Clarkson. She's talking to Hoda. She lost 10 pounds a week using this gummy. Like this is, oh my God, like it's going to help so many people. <laughs> my mom like couldn't believe she had this discovery and like, as women in my bloodline do, we trust Kelly Clarkson implicitly. And Kelly and I were like, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. You know, 10 pounds a week is pretty dangerous, <laughs> even if true. Pretty, just a little excessive. And upon further research, it's obviously AI. It's Kelly and Hoda talking, but their lips don't match the voices. And I also happened to watch the Kelly and Hoda interview that happened last week or whenever it was. And I do not recall them talking about gummies. And so then I went on a hunt and I was like, oh, no, it's completely made up, completely made up, which is so scary that they can take your like things that you say and try and pair them with your face. But it, but the thing is, these videos remind me of those like jib jab videos, you know, they like, yes, they like, you you know, that your mouth just doesn't match like the picture, but it's cute and funny. Well, that's pretty much what (laughs) this is like. Just got us thinking about like funny, other funny stories like that, where it's just like, you're so convinced something is true and you believe it just because it's on the internet. Right. And it's funny because I feel like my mom isn't that gullible. You and what I like about my mom is she's like never talks about diet or weight loss. So like she wouldn't Ever. comment on our weight. Like it's just not her. But like the way she's so excited about these gummies is borderline confusing. It must have been really convincing. So I put a, I put up on Instagram and if you want to email podcast at be there in five.com subject line AI. I'm curious, like the funniest or weirdest or even scariest example of an AI generated or clickbaity type thing that you or a loved one fell for. Like I'm just, I'm curious what gets people because, yeah, what's going to take one of the Kennedy girls down is a Kelly Clarkson endorsement. Oh. Behind those oh. hazel eyes is only truth. We we love Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Oh. But the idea of her sitting Such down with Hoda in a formal environment being like, Hoda, did I tell you how I lost gummies. 10 pounds a week with these keto gummies? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we showed my mom an AP News official report that this is... AI and it's fake. And she's still like, I don't know. (laughs) So I, part of the problem, I think, I mean, listen, we, I'm a human and I have a pulse. When somebody loses weight rapidly, what do we do? We Google how, and I think what's happening is Kelly Clarkson did lose weight quite fast. So everybody's Googling it. And what AI does is it looks at top searches, preys on them and makes fake stuff out of it. So that's why it's effective. But I, I want to, I'm curious to hear from you guys because I feel like there's probably funny pop culture top stories that AI used to do stuff 
from yesteryear. Yeah. You know, mom loves to take um, really cute pictures of us in the morning when we're not looking or just got out of bed or on the couch at a deeply unflattering angle. It's my favorite time to be have my photo taken at 7 a.m. when I just haven't even had a sip of coffee yet. Yes, I do. And while they aren't my favorite photos, I do respect that my mom lo- likes to capture memories as they're happening. And fortunately for her, but unfortunately for us, Framebridge is the way my family likes to frame our memories. And Framebridge is the easy and affordable way my family custom frames just about anything. Framebridge is so fast. They ship your finished frame directly to your house or the gift recipient's house in just days. And I know it is Christmas Eve, so sorry to get this message to you a little late. But if you're still in need of a gift, better late than never. I think really you can take pictures of your family during the holidays and then follow up with a thank you gift with a framed photo of the family gathering. Framebridge is super easy because you just go to framebridge.com or their app. You upload a digital photo for them to print. So think of all this stuff on your phone. Who knows what's going to happen to all of our photos as we, we age and we don't print them out. And I love the idea of printing out some photos at Framebridge prints. So you don't have to do anything. You pick out the frame, you do a mock-up on the app or website, you can get input from experts. If you want them to uh, frame your art that you already have, they'll send you a tube and you mail the art back to them free of charge. And I've done this, I've never had a problem. And Framebridge custom frames your piece in a studio using the highest quality materials and ships to your door free. If you live in like New York, Boston, Philly, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Chicago, Atlanta, they do have retail stores and you can get one-on-one expert design in person. But regardless, online or in person, you can see a curated selection of frame styles and have access to design experts. And they have a happiness guarantee. So if you're not 100% happy with your piece, they'll make it right. So visit framebridge.com to custom frame just about everything on your holiday list. Visit framebridge.com to custom frame just about everything on your holiday list. Well, and that's, I think what's interesting is it's like, there's also too a difference between like fake articles that get written and mm-hmm. actual like audio or video Using humans that makes it seem again and that's the scary part especially for someone like you where your voice like you've probably said every word under the sun and so somebody yeah. could string together um you know something for you and that's why i think which is smart to do it's like with family or friends or whoever like have some sort of like password or pin if for any reason you're ever asking for money to be able to like confirm with them I'm a big believer in code words. So yeah, my family, if it's me, like I'm just so worried about somebody using my voice, calling yeah. my parents, saying I'm held hostage with my voice. But yeah, I'm like, okay, if it's me, I will say this very specific thing that an AI version of me would never say uh, that I haven't said on the podcast, but you would know it. But also I remember when I was little, like something happened in our area where um, like somebody had broken into a house and was like holding, you know, the mom at gunpoint and another mom came to drop off the kids after a sleepover. And the mom who dropped the kids off said the mom like cracked open the door, but was acting really weird. And the kids went in. And I remember talking to my friends being like, okay, if that ever happens, let's all have a word that suggests something is wrong, but is not obvious to a captor. Mm -hmm. So like, I, and we would talk about this as a family. I was like, okay, so if I'm being held hostage somewhere or if somebody's behind me t- threatening me and making me act normal, I'm going to say like, I just took Daisy outside. But you guys would be like, Daisy's dead. You know, like say yeah, something that yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense. Right, right. Or like, you know what I mean? to have someone question, yeah. right, to be like, oh, yeah. something's not right. Like, yeah, no, for sure. Just a hot tip for the safety of you and yours this holiday season. So what? true. And I am <laughs> vaguely remembering that story. 
Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll fill you yeah, in later. It was like it later, rocked yeah. our community. Uh, also, Kelly, so I was telling people <gasps> that I had a oh. tongue sore um, this morning because my parents, the amenity is unreal. We sit down for three meals here and I just eat more than three usual. Three solid and, meals plus a happy hour. Like a full and, yeah, spread and I, for happy hour. Coffee, a coffee, cake. So like we're not going to not eat it. But then this no. morning I woke up with like a tongue sore that happens sometimes when I eat a lot of sugar or sour stuff. But you know what I actually think it's from, Kel, is the Chambord. <laughs> and this is another question we had for the group. Full of so, questions today. Last night, my mom made a beautiful dessert with like raspberry sorbet and raspberries and some chambord to atop it, which is like a liqueur. And, like a raspberry um, liqueur. But raspberry liqueur. And I thought it tasted like a little bit funky. And just to make conversation, I asked how aged it was. And they said, <laughs> over 20 years. And I was like, what? And like, they've, I think a lot of parents do this. They have the same liquor and liqueur in their cabinet forever. Like I, I have you use it bottles. in such small amount. Yeah. Especially like a, a, a liqueur, a cordial, an aperitif, a digestif. You have tiny amounts of it. You're not like chugging creme de menthe. And I also understand that with whiskey or vodka, you open it and it ages and it's fine. But Kelly and I are like, we think that liqueurs <laughs> keep if you don't open them. Because you looked it up, right? I did. I looked it up and it did say, um, you know, when opened, use within six to 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> and that to, you can tell if it's, if it's, you know, for lack of a better word, expired or no longer good. If it has like more of a brownish tone, this was all brown. Um, th- th- this could not <laughs> have been browner. If you took some wood stain and put it in a jar. <laughs> Probably what it tastes like too. And the thing is, Kelly, the bottle is beautiful. It's it's so beautiful. You can tell it wasn't made in the modern age. Like it, it's made with a level of craftsmanship and detail that's like not it was offshore. Made, like, during the Cold War, like it was it was just like so. But it, um, again, I had the misfortune, or maybe now fortune, of not having any. And uh, if that's what caused your tongue sores, then I sure am glad that I did not partake. Well, I think after they said twenty years last night, I blurted out, "This is why I can't get pregnant." Uh, he's drinking like varnish i'm not trying to get pregnant now but historically i'm sure i've had chambord on my desserts yeah i guess that's something i wanted to ask the group because i never thought you always hear liquor liqueurs whatever wine they age but wine so obviously only ages if the bottle's sealed liquor and whiskeys and stuff the bottle can be opened liqueurs are a weird gray area i think yeah some probably keep but some don't but like yeah the, the top was like coated in Thick, syrupy, crystallized. I mean, it's such a very sugary drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up, the, I looked up the history of Chambord bottles because it was so beautiful. I cannot even find a <laughs> historical record of when this model was. <laughs> but I think it's weird that it wouldn't come with a date on it. Well, but what Dad said was that it came in a box. Oh. So they probably, you know, they probably oh, it's probably the on the box. Away. Yeah. Um, but, but again, I, but I, to be honest, I've never seen a date on a bottle. Yeah. Now that I say that, you know? I don't know either. So I don't know how, yeah, I just don't know. I guess it's just good to keep an eye on how long you keep stuff open for, but it mm. also did say, it's not like it can, well, it's, there's a very low chance that something harmful could happen. It's more just like the taste I think is very, uh, right. You know, if gasoline-esque. 
If anything, my in- insides are cleared from drinking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Antibacterial. Um, but also, I, I think in my book, have some I tonight? talk. I'm going to go through that cabinet tonight. That's I'm going to I'm going to ask I'm them so bottle by bottle how long because they, they don't really drink much. My parents drink no. wine. My dad doesn't really drink. Um, and but like so when we were you know as one does when you're young and sealing things out of your parents' liquor cabinet, like I so brilliantly took some Kahlua then refilled it with water, thinking they wouldn't notice. But you know the fact that you it's one thing to replace vodka with water to replace Kahlua with water is an interesting play. <laughs> But that's how little I understood about alcohol. Right, and right, it, right, right. It, it, my, in my book, I talk about how we thought that mixed drinks meant you just mixed any drink in any ratio. Yes, right. And how I didn't understand the difference between liquor and liqueur. And I thought it was a pronunciation thing, like when people say Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> but liqueur is a different type of drink. So then Hysterical. you go to parties and to get drunk, you're mixing Goldschlager and peach schnapps. And it's like, those aren't the main event. <laughs> those are, there are things you mix with. Oh, so gross. <laughs> so I, gross. As I said, I think a Goldie schnapps is an adorable name for a drink. It really is. It really I, is. It, 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 I don't know why get that Goldschlager's minty. ubiquity in college is so, no adults drink Goldschlager, do they? Well, you just like, like the gold bananas. bits. Who wouldn't yeah, want 99 bananas? Yeah. I mean, gold bits, bananas. what a great way to, you know, lead yourself into a, would you call it a keg stand or just a handstand? It was a keg stand. It was a keg stand. Okay. Speaking of, uh, so I, you know, it's always nerve wracking to write a book than have your mom read it. It's a whole other level when your mom goes through it two or three times <laughs> and has a full legal pad of notes and says, I read your book. I have some questions. And I, I asked her, we asked mom if we could record her asking me these questions she has about my book. And I think we're going to record it or, or film it or whatever, because I'm yeah. so curious. I am too. And you're not exaggerating. She, so <laughs> at, on her nightstand is your book that looks like it's been around for 20 years. And <laughs> she has post-its in there and legal size paper <laughs> notes like and so i agree i'm very curious to know what her questions are and if it's more just like i can't believe this was going on under my nose types of questions or like clarifiers of you know maybe she wants to learn more i just the amount of prep and this is even before i knew she was going to interview me it's like she was studying for the bar she worked harder than kim k <laughs> which maybe isn't saying much because kim never passed the bar I thought she did. Yeah, she did. I think she passed the baby bar, but not the real bar. Yeah. I gather the baby bar is like a PSAT vibe. Oh, I did better on my PSATs and the SATs, so. Oh, girl. I know. Well, fortunately for um, Plath. Mariah. Stetson takes people without SAT scores. Guys, why didn't you tell me to watch this show? It's very up our alley. In terms of like a repressed household with too many kids and parents, you just want to die cringe watching. And I am so, and I mean this lovingly, I'm so confused how Olivia and Ethan ended up together, only from the perspective of, yes, Olivia, it sounds like she had this a similar upbringing as them, but she's so far beyond, like, when he said something about, like, being tickled, <laughs> I cringe so hard. I don't know if I'll ever be able to be aroused again after... Watching Ethan just... with his gummy dimply smile be like, sometimes Olivia t- 
tickles me and I run around the house. <laughs> it's so weird. I and just, he, he like saw a sticky so bra at a boutique and he was like, <sighs> naughty. Like he's just, he's a, he is a boy. Like they sheltered them so much. He, yes. He, he acts like a child. Yes. And it's the thing is like, we're laughing. I honestly, I have like such a soft place for him in my heart because I just really feel for him because I actually, it seems like he is very innocent. And when he says these things, like he really is like giddy about something and it's heartbreaking. However, um, it does beg the question five minutes before Teddy walks down the aisle. Oh my God. Are you going to have a personal conversation with your son? I mean, this mom waited till five minutes before Ethan walked down the aisle. And the only thing she told him, no, two she wanted to make advice. One, be gentle. And two, women have two holes. Don't get the wrong one. <laughs> but like, you think it's appropriate that your 20 year old son, like in her perfect world, he did not know that until that moment. And I'm like, you. You were doing such a disservice to know, yeah. he's having no, and he, remember when he was like shopping, he was like, I didn't know until I got married what like a period was. Yeah. It, it's it's like a level of, it's, it's, they're not modest, like the Duggars, they're not like quiverful or whatever. And they don't talk about religion as much, but they're just like conservative in a sense of like homeschooled, they're crazy just sheltered. Purely sheltered. Yeah. But then they kicked two of the kids out of the house, the model For what? and Mariah. Because they were pushing back. Because they were pushing back. Right. They're the type of people that use, she's opinionated to describe somebody as like a deep insult. Like, God forbid you have your own opinions. It, it was crazy. I, it was, yeah. I I mean, we're, yeah, just at season two, we, we unfortunately got some spoilers, but I'm excited to uh, to see the rest of the seasons play out Apparently and see what happens family, with like, everybody. Unravels. Implodes. Yeah. Also, I'm glad you clarified we're only on season two because like, as you were saying, I have a soft spot in my heart for Ethan. I'm like, oh, please don't turn out to be a predator. This might not oh, age well. Oh my god! <laughs> Think about like what but happened with Josh Duggar. Seen, like, oh my from gosh, what right. we've seen, from what we only, we've seen so far, we we don't know anything about these people except no. we looked them up on Instagram to see how they were doing. But the best part was my dad contextualizing the family. I don't think he, I don't think he thought we were going to like watch it, watch it. So he was just kind of talking about the show, and he was like, yeah, so um, Lydia's kind of the Kelly. Uh, and Lydia's just like this well-behaved, sweet girl who does uh, follows the rules, does the housework, and has a set of she has thick hair that she doesn't know what to do with, and bangs that uh, kind of operate on a pendulum from like DJ Tanner to f- keep sweet, pray, and obey sister yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I told Kelly, I was like, so Dad said that's you, and then <laughs> the one who's me is like Mariah, and then I keep watching the show. I'm like, so. I'm like the Taylor Momsen of the family. Like, what? I'm like the I'm I'm the uh, contrarian, I guess. I will say, um, sure, I can see some similarities with myself and uh, Lydia. However, what's heartbreaking, and I don't think I'm like this, but what's heartbreaking is to see, like, well, actually, as I am about to say this, this is me to a T. I do think you've talked to she- yourself in the woods. <laughs> She carries like the weight of her family's well-being on her shoulders and to see her have to like walk away into the woods and like cry and pray that, you know, because they don't let um, Olivia and Ethan be around the younger kids because they're such bad influences because 
I, I still don't know why. Like, Olivia's I, of age jeans. and likes to drink wine on occasion. And they, and they oh, were- yeah. they. So I just – poor Lydia. And the fact that she is tasked with cleaning this entire house, top to bottom, every single day. And she doesn't want to get out either. So she decides – she's being very coy with her sister. So her sister asks her about if there's, like, anybody that she's interested in or wanting to date. And she's being very coy about it as if, like, maybe she secretly met somebody, you know. And the person that she is being coy about is someone that she has not seen or talked to in two years, but her sister has his cell phone number and can text him to see what he's up to. And the innocence of Lydia being like, I would love to hear what he's up to. Like, and then when the sister asks, like, how's it going? How are your friends? And she was like, I don't really have friends. It it just, it's heartbreaking. It hurts. It hurts so bad. I just want this poor girl to like... I know. Live. And and it's if this is what she wants, that's great. I just I feel I feel for her. But I'm excited to see what happens with Mariah and her model brother, who um literally looks like he is like Mr. Olympia. And also, yeah. spoiler alert, in looking up the dad, he's gone from this like nerdy computer salesman to like he also looks like he could be Mr. Olympia. Not like Jack. <laughs> But in the first season, Ethan's like, I've never been to a gym before. And he shows he up in jeans. jeans to the gym. And he t- he lifts the weights on the machines and just lets the weights fall at full <laughs> gravity speed and clank. And then gets lifted up himself. I'm telling you, I got to say, it's good mindless television because it's not depressing. Like the, like the Duggars was just too religious. The question is, can we know. get my sister-in-law and brother into it, you know, a couple seasons in? So, so we can, can keep watching. Power through these. <laughs> I, I just think these shows co- create even a lot of like philosophical discussion because when you watch families like this with so many kids, it really shows you like nature and nurture. And it also shows you that you, to a degree, you really are who you are. And that mm-hmm. some people are like settlers and some people are seekers. And like, there's always a handful of family members that have to see the outside world. They have to get out. They have to know more. They're curious. And then there's always people that are like, this is enough. This is good enough yeah. for me. I like it. And there's something to that too, you know? And I think that Olivia's issue that and I would be such an Olivia again, I don't know if she gets less likable, but I so far I'm very impressed by her from the mo- minute I heard her say the word boundaries. I was like, girl's been to therapy and she's going to teach <laughs> she's these ready some to lessons. Talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she, I think you, on the outside, you see it as neglect. You see it as the, they're being robbed of the world of opportunity, of socializing, of experiences. Like you're only a child once. And I, I get why she intervenes and wants to help break Mariah mm-hmm. out and blah, blah, blah. But at a point, yeah, with somebody like Olivia, it's like, I feel so bad for her. But then I also feel like that's kind of even rude to suggest that I know what's better for her. Like, right, right. You know, I, know. Like, I can't. It's like such a hard because she's a minor, I feel like it's wrong, but um, that she's withheld and doesn't know better, but her personality just doesn't seem to be curious or like change. And I, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens to her. I understand her plight with the frizzy hair until you know what to do with that frizziness. Yeah. It, it's something. So I think to wrap up Plathville, the moral of the story <laughs> is you are such a Mariah. I'm such a Mariah. <laughs> And you are such a uh, Lydia on AIM when you got has- asked to homecoming by whose screen name? <laughs> <laughs> so I got a message from uh, someone with the address Smapham uh, 34. <laughs> and Smapham stood for Smashing Pumpkins. 
<laughs> and with a number next to it. And I, you know, back in the day, let's face it, I was a great candidate to be catfished. So weren't we all? This guy asked I used to talk to an old man online with a screen named Chill Puppy. I met him in a chat room. <laughs> anyway, story for another day. Was that <laughs> crazy and cool or blue eyes? I think little it was Waffle eyes? 77 when I mo- oh, moonlit cre- as Waffle 77. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah you know there's nothing like a good catfish in high school no he asked me so he messaged me and asked me to homecoming and i got so excited not even knowing who it was but it right i got so excited know who it was they didn't say hey this is so-and-so no i just was like oh my god someone (laughs) wants to ask me to homecoming and then um later i like this one not long just a couple days but it ended up being somebody that i was in yearbook class with and (gasps) would you're probably going to, he overheard me talking to someone else in your book class about this guy that messaged me and asked me to homecoming and I didn't know who it was. And I remember him laughing. And then a couple of days later, I found out that it was him. <gasps> and it just goes <sighs> to show, you know what? People are, uh, can be mean and deceitful at all ages. The good news is I'm a better person for it. And I honestly, probably to the shock of everybody, have never truly been catfished. <laughs> I have never in my life wanted to smash someone's pumpkin more than this clown. I want to find him. I want to track him down. I want to make his life miserable. I want to drop kick him into oblivion. I can't, Kelly, that is so mean. And I'm not trying to be oh, like I triggering. I, I know you laugh about it now, but I, I didn't know that was happening at the time. Well, no, but I it, mean, you were, what, in middle school? Maybe yeah, I elementary? sleepovers doing light as a feather, stiff as a board. But had I known, I would have put a hex on him. You were- when I was all of your a, pagan a middle school witch, <laughs> <laughs> I just—it's so enraging. Let's—it's a reminder for me to always talk to Teddy about being nice. Please remind, especially your young boys, to be really nice to girls and to not mess with their hearts and heads. But I think part of the reason this came up in conversation the other day was because we were talking about just how hard it is for kids now in high school and middle school. There's just so much out there on the internet that parents or no, I mean, no one can control. Right. And these high schools have these accounts where people, kids literally go and type in a comment on a Google form. That comment gets screenshotted and shared to a public Instagram account where you could literally, it's anywhere from like, I have a crush on so-and-so, which is kind of like a funny thing. Right. You know, but then there's all this other horrific, Ah. like just these lies that people Wait, are Kelly, making up about peers. Wait, was it like, not, dem- is this not how this came up in conversation? No, I've never heard oh. of this. Is, so like individual schools will have their own like demois. Who, like it's a confet, it's pub- a, like a burn book. Publish like, anonymous stuff that's unverified about people Correct. at the school. Yes, Kelly. it's so bad. It's so bad. I was looking through one, oh, a, a school Can you recently. show me later? Yes, it's so bad. Are they bad. public? Well, oh, it's public. But the other thing is half, half this, I don't even want, I don't get the lingo. I'm like, I don't know what this means. It's Some like of the Timothy stuff- Chalamet's <laughs> SNL skit, the clink, 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 man, you capping, him pretending to be oh, a SoundCloud rapper. It. Oh, but it just, it makes me so sad about, it's like, okay, so yeah, you're not getting like the I am stuff anymore, but this to me is just so much worse because you could literally say anything about anyone, it, it whether it's true or not, it's getting published and it's like nothing's happening to these public Instagram pages. And I'm a little surprised that, People aren't doing more to try and take these pages down. Um, but, you know, it, anyway, so I just... Uh, well, I moral, think they will point be. is, like, watch out. Yes. 
do what you can to like, no, I mean, I've now looked at several pages across two different states <sighs> where like friends, kids go to school and it's just crazy. It, there's this thing that happens with the internet, Kel, and I think about this often. There's the way people perform their uh, quest for self-acceptance and inclusivity and diversity and like all these things. Like in my head, Gen Z is better off than us because they're very open about mental health. They're allegedly more welcoming and accepting to others. Like the Mm -hmm. goal, uniqueness is valued. And I love that for them. But then at the same time, there's still kids doing mean stuff to each other. Right. But now there's just 12 more avenues of how you can be mean to somebody. Yeah. Bullies are going to bull. No, always. And yeah, it's hard for, I would say for parents out there to help because you also can't back to Plathville, right? It's also not normal to completely shield your kids from everything. But then at the same time, it's like you want to protect them because it's one thing I I would venture to say, even if you're a pretty confident high school student, if someone's saying stuff about you, it could like burn or sting a little. But imagine people that aren't confident that if what one comment could do to like the psyche of someone who is, you know, just really having a tough time. So... I mean, you see me when I get mean comments. I'm a grown woman who's confident and who who doesn't even believe or respect some of the horrible things people have said to me. It will not ruin my night, my week. It like, it cuts so deep. Like, I don't think humans are wired or should ever be uh, witness to people talking about them constantly behind their back. Things are meant to stay behind your back. Like, be a lady. Please talk about me behind my back. <laughs> and I, in thinking about me experiencing this in those vulnerable years, the the way, oh my God, Kelly, this would have t- taken me down. Same. I would still be in a shell somewhere. I mean, I overheard Chris Heiner call me prissy and I'm still mad. I wrote, in my book, I write the dumbest anecdotes from childhood of like fights I got in with people and I'm still mad. <laughs> but a lot of the stuff that you write about it, I had forgotten, but then I do, it's like I all of a sudden completely remember it being like such a big deal at the time. I'm glad you say that because what I know is going to happen is people are going to be like so much of this content you've said on the podcast, but it's kind of like my magnum opus, like greatest hits of like, like, you know, comedians, um, they like practice material. Yeah. Like writing, like my podcast is kind of me, like always testing material and the, the topics that you engage with that I no relate to the most people or what I chose. So it's like, I, there's some stuff you've heard before, but it's told in a totally different way. And I do think it's different from the podcast. Oh but yeah. Some, yeah. It's if you know different. of me, you'll know some stuff, but please understand that I had to write a book that didn't assume you already knew me, you know, cause I'm yeah. pretty small, all things considered. And also to be fair, you know, when I picked you and Greg up from and Teddy from the airport the other night, and we were listening to the book while driving back to mom and dad's, you were listening, you wrote the book, you audio recorded the book, and you still didn't remember some of the stuff. That none, you like al- almost none of it. Whenever so, people I quote think the me on the podcast, is, I'm like, I didn't say that. I didn't oh, say I know, Bowling Without Bumpers game. was raw dogging or whatever. <laughs> you sure did. Jokes are like one-liners I wrote for my book all I've said over the past year or two on the podcast, almost like in an Easter eggy way of where you'll like see it come up again. Um Kelly, tell me what happened when you picked us up at the airport. Um, It was a little late, close to midnight. But the one saving grace was that as we were waiting at baggage claim for what seemed like forever, when your suitcase came off the uh, conveyor belt or whatever, 
it rolled so easily to the car. And I was like, wow, what is this that I'm feeling underneath my hands? Because it was just so soft and um, cushiony. And it was your base luggage. And I was so impressed by it. This episode is brought to you by base. Whoa, you don't say. Kelly, how many degrees do you think those wheels turned? Uh, I would say 360. Dang. It's amazing. So I'm not exaggerating, right? It is really nice on your hand when it's heavy. And I got to say, as I was easily strolling through carpet with your 360 degree wheels and the um, handle, Mm -hmm. I did look at your husband who was wheeling his two wheels behind me and thought, ha, sucks for him. Kelly, those bad boys maybe turn 20 degrees. Yeah, it, it looked <laughs> brutal. So I'm he sure looked- glad that I had to carry your luggage, which was the base luggage. Thank you, Kelly. Of course. Wow. What a natural segue. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we think we might need for a trip, only end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. With base, there's room for everything. Actress and model Shay Mitchell is just like all of us, looking for ways to make travel a breeze. That's why she created base, the perfect luggage that's fashionable and functional. Airport anxiety is a real thing. It is. I hear that. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID and forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But when you travel with base, your bag has the function and fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking cute. Honestly, like we said, base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. The 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, which, Cal, you were always playing fast and loose with that 50-pound limit. I'm always at that 49 pounds. Can you imagine knowing before you got to the airport? That would be amazing. I'm surprised I haven't gifted you base luggage. Oh, hint, hint. Hint, hint. I'm open. Washable bags for your dirty clothes, interior pockets, all the things, multiple sizes and colors. I'm about to invest in, I think, a 29-incher for the one in the Millennial World Tour. Makes sense. Um, But I currently, I love the Weekender that I have travel, travel atop the rollerboard. In black, they're sleek. If you don't want to listen to Kelly, Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash be there in five. Go to basetravel.com slash be there in five for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash be there in five. Thanks, girl. Is that the longest commercial you've ever heard? That was perfect. I loved it. Okay, Kelly. So I asked you guys, like, what was the best or weirdest or worst gift you had gotten? And I just got some funny stories. And we thought, for some easy listening this Christmas Eve, God bless you if you're here. But as I always say, my job, first and foremost, is keeping you company. And at any point of your travels or time alone, or maybe even just your, you know, I I always like to take introvert breaks where I re-energize and listen to something. So glad you're here. The happiest of holidays to you and yours. And we'll get into some of your stories right now. And Kelly, I do have to issue a trigger warning for this one. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is so bad. This one says, my older cousin was busty. I hate that word. Me too. At a young age. When she was 16, our uncle gifted her utter cream in front of the entire family. He thought it was hilarious. I think it's perhaps worse that, to my knowledge, no one in the family told him how utterly fucked up it was. Kelly? Her... Uncle uh, was implying her big milkers needed utter cream. What? Uh, what uh, in the world? <laughs> I'm horrified. Horrified. I like developed kind of late in high school. Then my boobs grew in college. And then like ever since, you know, hormone injections and pregnancy, my livestock vibes are strong. <laughs> um, but as a kid i would have just like oh bit been red-faced and cowered in shame but as an adult or as a mother of that person i would verbally berate them till the other cows come home <laughs> i would be furious i can't oh, believe no one said furious. anything 
No, I I would wear like double XL t-shirts in high school just to hide. I was embarrassed enough. If someone Ugh. called that out in front of people Ugh. and gave utter cream, Ugh. what like why even why would anybody think that's funny? And also, where does one buy utter cream? I actually know what they're talking about. It's a bottom shelf. You know, like the the brands on the bottom shelf are like Aussie hair care and like VO5 and like, Uh you know, kind of like in the lotion section, bottom shelf, there is a cow print like jar thing and it's called utter cream. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, near the like cocoa butter and stuff. I know. I don't buy mane and tail shampoo because I'm not a horse. I don't buy utter cream because I'm not a cow. (laughs) I'm so sorry to whoever that happened to. Uh, Yeah. And we really feel for you. And like literally only in a woman's experience will you find you're ridiculed and fetishized for the exact same characteristics. It's really something, isn't it? Say it with me, Kel. We never stood (laughs) a chance. (laughs) I had a feeling you wouldn't know what I was going into there. (laughs) No, I I wasn't sure there. (laughs) Joey says it's a moo point. Um, Okay. In college, Thanks for the trigger I, warning. You're welcome, girl. In college, I worked for the campus ambulance service. We had an inside joke that we called the company tree, which was basically how everyone working in the ambulance company over the years was linked via hookups. Okay, no. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> At our annual holiday party, we did a secret Santa, and the gifts would typically be jokes, lightly poking fun at the recipient. One year, one of the older guys gifted me a personalized company tree. It was a small Christmas tree covered in ho-ho-ho ornaments, <laughs> condoms, and photos of the guys from work I had hooked up with. There were only two. <laughs> what? I just kind of laughed it off or was too drunk to get upset, relatable. But some of my female coworkers were pretty mad on my behalf and yelled at him for me. I may or may not have used some of the ornaments later, later that night. Oh, the condoms. <laughs> she said, if they call <laughs> me a slut, it might as well be worth it. <laughs> Say it with me, Kel. We never stood a chance. For him to gift you your own tree? Oh, my uh, gosh. Hookups because you hooked up with two of your coworkers like, is wild. Insanity. Are people Insanity. okay? No. No. <laughs> Was it New Girl? It wasn't one of Winston's characteristics that he always takes the pranks are awful or he takes them too far and like ruins yes. people's lives. Yes. yes. I almost feel like jokey <laughs> gifts have that energy of where yeah. it's just such a bad joke or it's just too mean. Too Right. Right. Yeah. It's probably, you know, and nowadays it would end up on one of those confessions, Instagram pages at the high school. I mean, we could, or we could all only dream of having a story as good as Elise Meyer's hundred taco story that launches us launches us into the stratosphere that taco story alone she now has like six million followers and a much bigger podcast than i ever had and yeah. it's all from her story i mean it's kind of crazy cal i know and it is one of the funniest stories i've ever heard <laughs> if only you know i could repurpose a story of mine but i don't think people are interested to hear how i faked a sunburn with blush so people would think i caught some rays after spring break <laughs> you never know you never it's know, things- Cal. And looking through our photos, family photo albums, you and I are just like sunburned literally the entire time. We're, oh, we're like burned to a crisp. <laughs> intentionally. No, and it's so bad. It was intentional. Do you know when <laughs> I was in, you know, because of now that Teddy has his own bottle washing station in the bathroom totally. up here. 
mm-hmm. um, I'm now using the other sink. And when I was looking for, you know, toothpaste, there was sun in. And I thought, huh, have any of us used sun in lately? I bought it a couple of years ago during the pandemic when I wasn't getting my hair done. <laughs> Um, and I posted on Instagram and I was here, that was when we floated on like the avocado raft and stuff. And I was here getting some sun and I posted on Instagram, like, should I, this is how I was blonde until I could afford highlights. And my hair person was like, no, like, please, like you will ruin because my hair is so long. It's like the dimension of it is years in the making. And, um, so I didn't actually use it, but it was dangerous of me to leave that there because I could see you being tempted. I, I saw that the other morning and I was like, what? To be fair, when I started using sun in, that was like the summer I turned pretty. Like, right. I came back to school bleach blonde and everything changed for me, which tough stuff for a mousy gal. I know it really is. Okay. So we have about 13 minutes till my mom comes to get us for dinner as adult women, you know. I think we're now at 12. We're now at 12. Oh, man. Um, so this one says, Wait, did you give the premise of what – I know you put up like a prompt, but did you say – I said like weird, funny, or worst Okay, Christmas okay. gifts. Christmas gifts. Okay. And people actually told me their best gifts too, but um, they're almost like hard to record about because it's like, you know, a My Size Barbie or a doll that pees. And it's like you almost have to watch the commercials of those toys to even like oh, remember man. what they were like. Oh, because out of context, glorious. yeah, there's a doll that pees. Yeah, I remember. You probably wanted it. I, I'm, I know I did because I'm sure it made it seem like a real life baby. <laughs> yeah, it did. You could feed it milk and it would pee. Wow. Um, it was called like Fun and Potty, or like you know, like a dumb <laughs> name like that. Wasn't there also an animal one that would like legitimately have puppies? Yeah. Um. Puppy surprise. Yes. Puppy surprise. Have puppies are there inside? There could be three or four oh, yeah. or five. And I got one. Oh, oh, of course you what did. A, it's like a literal oh, scam. I'm so sorry. You should have just stuck with the American Girl dolls. Yeah. I'm probably going to litigate against Hasbro one of these days. You really should. This one says romantic gift from my husband. My husband formerly did not like to take cues from a list of requested items. He preferred to stretch his own gift-giving skills and pick out something he thought I would think was special. One year, he got very excited about what he had selected to give me on Christmas morning. He told me and basically everyone we knew that it was the best present and that I was just going to be over the moon. I asked for a series of yes-no questions, including, is it romantic? And he replied, yes. I was so excited for what this could possibly be, especially since I knew it was nothing I specifically asked for. On Christmas morning, I opened the gift with him watching my reaction intently, only to discover that he had gifted me, are you ready for this, Kel? Oh, boy. An external hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, it could be hot. The romance factor is just out of this world. At least it's not a soft drive. Oh. I'll put my hard drive into your USB port. It could be romantic. Totally. She said, I'm not a woman in STEM, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do with the plastic brick. He was very upset by my reaction, but said it was only because I complained about not having enough digital storage for all my photos. So while it was thoughtful in his own way, he has never gone off script since. (laughs) She's never used it. (laughs) Okay. I think maybe men think it's romantic if they listen to you. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so like she'll take something literally and be like, oh, oh, this is this is what she wants. Then this is what I'm going to – this is what she needs. I'm making this assumption. Right. So if he was paying attention at one point and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so annoyed. I need more photo storage space. A terabyte would make my life. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make yeah. her yeah. life. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> she's never used it. <laughs> um, Maybe laugh. Can I share a similar story? Please. So I, one of my friends, um, I think at some point hinted about – liking music and so her boyfriend <laughs> gifted her a cd burner it was just like, it was just funny here pirates of your own <laughs> was, was this recent cal no college oh okay it, oh yeah no no no. it was just a funny it was like a thoughtful because it's like right you know when you think like oh she mentioned that she wants to like listen, <laughs> listen to, to music, music and we'll so make your own cd burner and i just still laugh because like they're still together today, and like he's they're the sweetest couple, and it's just so funny because yeah, like I think sometimes guidance is just best. Guidance is best because right, that's theoretical. It's kind of a similar like tech toy you could do stuff with, but like yeah. something if that hard drive was filled with uh, curated memories, super yeah. cute. Oh my gosh, it's so cute! If that CD burner was filled with predetermined oh, playlists, yeah. Oh yeah, what a dream! That was a funny crowdsource episode that I thought worked, where people wrote in their favorite mix cds and the theme of them it was called women in uh it was what was that called a women's buffrage oh yeah so, kelly you laughing at my puns Sorry. is the reason i have too much confidence no and then i listen back to the podcast and i'm always like cringing that you can hear me like like my voice oh, I love your laugh. oh this is relatable i've always liked harry potter Read all the books when they came out, read them several summers in a row in college, like being the operative word here. I've been with my now husband since 2010 all through college. My mother-in-law is one of those who loves to give gifts, but her husband and son, my husband, don't like or care about gifts. So my mother-in-law hears I like Harry Potter and proceeds to give me HP stuff for years. One year for Christmas in 2016-ish, well past college, I'm a grown-up with a job. I received a Harry Potter Uno, Harry Potter Snuggie, Harry Potter Character Pillow, Harry Potter Off-Brand Cookbook. Like what? Like Henry Porter? Like what's off-brand Harry Potter? Harry Potter Slipper Socks and the Pièce de Résistance, a Harry Potter Backpack. She said, you can carry it to work. <laughs> We had to tell her after that that I don't actually like Harry Potter swag and no longer need or want gifts ever. Oh, my gosh. But that's what happens sometimes if people are hard to shop for or if you just don't know where to get them. If you find out something they like, like the year that we Found out Dad likes Sudoku. Gave Dad Sudoku. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're still like that. If there's anything that he would hint at, we'd all go so hard on the same type of gift. Yeah. Well, I could tell Mom was so excited that – because Greg's really hard to shop for notoriously – and now that he's a dad, mom can buy him dad stuff. So what did mom give him? A book of dad oh, jokes. Yes. And a, a hoodie that's called the dad hoodie. And it's just a hoodie with a bunch of pockets in it, it where we applaud dads for carrying stuff. It's truly, it's truly baffling. <laughs> well, I will say, though, out of nowhere, when he pulled that pacifier out, I was honestly very To be very fair, he impressed. uses it. He, he's kind of Inspector Gadget-esque. I mean, he pulled out a uh, burp cloth, yeah. a passy. Yeah. And at well, one point, I think the corn toy. What <laughs> What I don't get is why don't we think of these things so that we too can be millionaires from Shark Tank for adding two more pockets to a hoodie? Why don't we just give women deeper pockets and pants? <laughs> Fair. Or coat pockets. My phone has fallen out of my coat multiple times. Yeah, Kelly, it's not okay. Our clothes need to be engineered to hold an iPhone Max. Agreed. This thing is not light. 
Yeah. But it does the job. Your Jinkos in middle school could have held an iPad in the back they pocket. They sure should have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so I haven't read these, so I don't know what the vibe is. Little backstory. My next door neighbor is a hunter and frequently hangs up his kills in his backyard. <laughs> God. Our houses are quite close together and my window at my sink faces his backyard. While I am a carnivore and understand where my food comes from, I don't particularly love seeing deer carcasses hung up outside my kitchen window. I would not Fair. either. She's, she try, attached a pick for proof. Apologies in advance. Now for the gift part. It's Christmas evening. My family and I are having a lovely time opening the gifts we got for each other. When I get the gift to give, when I get to, to get to the gift from my brother, it is a long, narrow object and I'm perplexed. As I tear into the paper, I notice fur and that it was an animal body part. I screamed and threw the gift a good five feet away. Everyone starts laughing and asking what it is. I can't bring myself to touch it or open it. So my husband graciously continues opening the gift. Inside the package is a deer leg complete with hoof. If that for reasons unbeknownst to me that has been fashioned into a bottle opener. <laughs> 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 Aburious laughter takes place as I am horrified by this item and refuse to touch it. My brother is not a hunter, so this was procured off of Etsy. The deer leg is now hidden around my house, car, anywhere that my husband... Oh, my God. Wait, so did the brother do it because the deer yeah, carcasses Yeah, like to mess... Them? I think to that mess with her. so funny. Wait, look how close the deer carcasses are to her kitchen window. <laughs> That's like it. You're at a butcher Ew. shop at the checkout. That's how That's close so they are. That's so unappetizing. Oh my god! <laughs> and that stuff doesn't bother me. Well, and it's even literally I'm right behind your grill. No, right. Like you're cleaning the grill. You're face the to crotch in a deer is carcass. What's like yeah. actually dripping onto the grill. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, Here's a, uh, here's a terribly sad slash funny corporate Christmas gift for you. I work in cancer research. I was working for a very prestigious cancer center in downtown Chicago. One Christmas in 2018, they gave us fake leather luggage tags with a sticker warning label on the box, warning of cancer-causing chemicals. <laughs> God. Oh, my Tough gosh. stuff. Faux leather. It's like, can't a gal respect animals but not have something carcinogenic? <laughs> One year, my aunt gave all of my cousins except my sister and I fleece tie blankets. Do you remember the tie blankets where you... Do I remember? Yeah. You mean, did, how many did I make? Yeah. The and we used to make scrunchies. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We did not get them because we had each gotten one from a cousin the year before. Instead, we were given homemade fleece vests. However, they were not sewn at all, just roughly cut out. The edges weren't smooth, just jagged cuts and lopsided. <laughs> Mine was tie-dye rainbow colors. My sister's was purple, teal, and black plaid. Ooh, purple, teal, and black. <laughs> I feel like purple, teal, and black are the official colors of like a 90s Cineplex, you know? Oh, yeah. Like neon plus black. She genuinely thought we would wear them to school. Oh, my God. That's funny. Kelly, it's 801, and Mom has not come to get uh -oh. us. She probably should... thinks we're on a roll. I think we should go downstairs and eat a roll. Uh, <laughs> a cinnamon roll? This episode brought to you by... Just kidding. I wonder who brought his brought to us by. Yeah, we should probably go downstairs, Kelly. One issue of spending your evening drinking Prosecco atop a thick glass lip... As I'm not sure I was adequately uh, hydrating as I was having to consume so much liquid dripping down the side of the glass. And that is why I love liquid IV. You need to hydrate during the holiday season. I don't care if you're, you know, sipping Prosecco, you're gift shopping, traveling back home, or if you're hosting the family, or just simply recovering from the Christmas party. This isn't for just for athletes. Liquid IV is just for regular people who struggle with hydration like myself. And Liquid IV is a hydration brand fueling your well-being. And the hydration multiplier can keep you going through the end of the year and beyond with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone from a single stick. 
And like, it's so easy. You literally just put one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water. There's zero sugar in their sugar-free version. And they it contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. The sugar-free flavors that we're sporting at our house are white peach, which is robust and satisfying, green grape that's very crisp and tart, and lemon lime that's like zesty and refreshing. We're huge, huge fans. Liquid IV is awesome. They donate a lot of packs around the world. And I just think they're a great company. And if you want to grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk, nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code BETHERE and 5 at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code BETHERE and 5 at liquidiv.com. Okay, Kelly, this story, this was his Merry Christmas, love the pod. Your book tour VIP was one of the many ways I treated myself this holiday season. Oh, Guys, it's so weird as a normal human that I like have to charge you to meet me. But please understand, if I did... I wasn't going to not do a signing, but then the venues, like I'm not allowed to do it for everyone because they're only staffed till a certain hour. So every venue like priced and tiered the tickets differently, basically because when you do that, it guarantees like less, like it's a more concentrated group of people that really wants it. And then we won't have to stay overtime when they aren't staffed and stuff. And we have to be, I just want to be respectful of the people that work there. So the VIP is great because it'll be less of you, but we can actually then spend time together um, and then get out at a reasonable time. I can't wait. The book tour is going to be so fun. I didn't get VIP though. I just got regular tickets. Uh Uh-oh. Guess Uh you're not going to get to meet me. This gift story is about my loving husband who, bless him, is the worst gift giver. It's not at all for lack of caring. He genuinely tries and wants so badly to impress me and it just never lands. I should have known this was my future after our first ever gift exchange. We met through Match.com before it even had an app around Halloween. We clicked instantly. We initially said we wanted to exchange gifts and set a date to do so because he was traveling for Christmas. I mentioned a $100 limit just to be sure we're, we're on the same page. He said, mine is $250, but don't feel like you have to get me anything else. I was so impressed. This would be his first gift to me. It had been less than two months. This is great. Well, we get to the date of our exchange, and it was a very heavy box. Anticipation was skyrocketing. I open the gift, and it's a super expensive silver-plated snowman snow globe that he had engraved with the year. It looks like something you'd give your third-grade teacher. Again, bless his sweet soul. He was so proud. Thought because he had engraved the year, it was custom. Maybe I'm a monster, but I assumed he had decided, never mind on the 250 gift, I'll just give her this snow globe. Thought for sure I was about to get ghosted or he met someone else. Nope, that's just a super expensive snow globe that he absolutely looks like it's from a Target end calf. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, see, I I find more oftentimes with gift stories, like we talked about earlier, if this part has aired, where with the external hard drive, like problem solving (laughs) gifts. But I do appreciate that he wanted to get you like a little treat, like something special, functionless and beautiful. Kelly, you would have loved a snow globe. I absolutely. But then I would have, I will say though, if someone had said after two months of dating, told me the cost of what they'd spent on the Christmas gift, I would have panicked that I wasn't doing enough or like getting the right type of gift. Cause gosh, the 250, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a decent limit. It's a high price point. And yeah, yeah. if you're uh, traumatized from past gift givings of other, other cream, I might be like, oh, are you giving me this because of my snow globes? 
You know, you might <laughs> interpret every round gift as something suggestive. This is a different person, but um, th- that's like such a cute story, though. And I'm yeah. with you that that's way too much for a snow globe. And like snow globes also crack me up because they're so cute and fun in theory. And I have one in my tablescape, but literally never do I walk over and like flip it upside down just so I can enjoy those flex fall in like a bottle of Goldschlager. <laughs> I was just going to say like, Goldschlager. <laughs> Do you ever shake your snow globes, Cal? Sorry, see, that sounds suggestive. <laughs> but that was a serious question. I want to know if you shake them. Um, no, in no, yeah, because I, I have a lot of Christmas have, I, don't, I do, but I don't have any snow globes. The Not only ones I have are crystal? no, the only ones I have are um, spode. I have two spode snow globe ornaments. That mm. I do when I put them on the tree. What a what a that, those what flex a magical need to gift. last for decades. They really do, like our ice cream cones. I forget if we told you this last year, guys, but just a heads up. You know, like cake cones, like ice cream cones, are they Nabisco or something? The ones that like taste like cardboard, like they're very yeah, like, the plain looking. elves on them. Not not the sugar cones. Not the sugar cones. No waffle. No. Not waffle. No, no, but a not cake the good cone. stuff. In like 1992, we were a crafting family and we made ornaments that were an ornament ball and we hot glued cake cones underneath them. And when I tell you that to this day, so 92, that's 32 years later, 31 years later, that cake cone is still intact, never chipped. Looks the exact same as yesterday, and I'm willing to bet would taste the exact same as yesterday yeah. because it yeah. comes as cardboard. So it's yeah. not like it got stale; it's that they're made stale. It it's <laughs> it's something. I mean, it goes on the tree every year. We just keep waiting box. for it to disintegrate. Um, it looks the exact same. Looks the exact same, and it's understandable to me that our pasta angels stood the test of time because it's like hard pasta, not cooked. But this, yeah, continues to. Um, Shock me. So I'm going to think twice next time I reach for a cake cone. Yeah. Big time, Kelly. Big um, time. Oh, and also this girl said some other notable gift she got. It was a pair of kids because she already owned kids. And he thought he, I wanted fresh ones. And two, a throw blanket with barefoot Contessa branding on it that he had to really search out because I mentioned oh. barefoot dreams. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so funny, though, because that's such a household name to us. But in passing, you might just remember the word barefoot. Right, right, right. No, if I'm, if I'm, and I'm not just going to say just a guy, if I'm anybody that isn't familiar with the brand Barefoot Dreams, I would probably just hold on to barefoot. And then, you know, in my wildest dreams, would I have thought that Barefoot Contessa had a branded blanket? No, I wouldn't have. But (laughs) hey, here we are. I know, because that's what's funny. I'm like, well, barefoot, you could go a few directions. You could be like, oh, she wants a diesel-sized bottle of inedible Pinot Grigio from Barefoot <laughs> Wines. If she likes Ina Garten and said the word barefoot, yeah. it's a natural connection. But the how, it's hilarious to think of him looking for an Ina Garten blanket. Because <laughs> it had to be a barefoot blanket. <laughs> it's just like a photo of her and Jeffrey. Where does she even come? I bet he had to commission this from one of those places like Redbubble that like doesn't really, that just has mock-ups of things you have to custom order. Oh, Lord, Kelly. It's pretty funny. I'm looking it up to see if there's like an easy 
blanket. Because our sister-in-law would love a barefoot Contessa, Contessa throw blanket. No, honestly, I... Red bubble. Isn't that what you just said? Yes! Ah! <laughs> I know my merch. <laughs> the first, like, ten... The joke uh-huh. is the first ten links are barefoot dreams. Like, you have to scroll deep to get to... <laughs> I just went downstairs and Teddy's in a Christmas onesie with the Teddy Bear sweatshirt. Oh my God. Looks pretty cute. I miss him so much. I miss him so much. (laughs) Let's see. I I just start by saying I'm a huge Christmas person and gift giving is my love language. My now husband and I were dating for just a few months when we celebrated our first Christmas together. I painstakingly filled a stocking for him, his first since he didn't grow up celebrating Christmas, and I had another gift made for him after he mentioned liking something in passing. I vividly remember him opening my gifts to him first and the panicked look on his face. He immediately went, if you don't like mine, it's fine. When I opened it, I found what I can only describe as a truck driver's winter hat. One of those fur-lined hats with the ears and a very manly color from none other than Cabela's, a place neither of us have ever shopped at before or since. I immediately put it on, but was a little stunned since it was safe to say it was not my style, nor had I ever worn a hat around him, let alone alluded to this being something I wanted. His reasoning was that I had recently cut my hair fairly short and walked to from the metro every day for my commute to grad school, which was often very cold, and he didn't want my ears to freeze. I think I wore it for that winter, but retired it shortly after. My husband and I now laugh about it, um, but it's made every move since them five at this point. Okay. That's a great example of a problem solving gift. Like these gifts are so practical, but they're not fun. (laughs) But the, the comment on like, you can return it just made me quickly think of how good McKinnon's mom sketch was on SNL last week, because I didn't know this was a universal mom thing, but our mom's like hovering over us, opening gifts, and all she does is say, "It's not that good. It's just a little something. I just wanted something fun. You can return it. Here's the gift receipt. It's here's like, the receipt. It's it's become a kind of inside joke over the years because it, it's just it, with any food she makes, a gift she gives, she qualifies it There's before we ever even get a before. chance to try it. <laughs> which is like it's, she's just the sweetest, and she just wants people to like it. But it's something that we're trying to get her to snap out of because she's gives such great gifts and makes such awesome things. But then when I saw that skit, I was almost relieved, (laughs) not relieved for the moms of America, but I was like, why do they do this? Why? But we do it it too, Kelly. It was so funny. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's just like, but her version of Kate McKinnon's version of it just was so good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) put me in a home. Put me in a home. I'm a horrible person. I am the devil. (laughs) That was a really good SNL episode. Yeah. Okay. This is another similar one. I have zero tolerance for cutting onions, like painful, constant tears where I have to step away and immediately wash my face every time. So one year, my husband solved this problem for me by buying me not cheap ski goggles. He specifically chose ski goggles with a Z, which are larger because they had to fit around my regular glasses. To top it off, they're tinted and reflective, so you can't see my eyes through them, and the food looks slightly off color. Genuinely hilarious, but also useful. I wear them multiple times a week while cooking, despite looking fully unhinged. <laughs> so it's like, Wait. that's an example of problem solving that's kind of funny, but you can, but ski goggles, I mean, to wear ski goggles in your kitchen is pretty amazing. <laughs> but that's so good to know because I'm the same. I have horrific onion reactions where I can only cut a little at a time before I have to leave the room to, before I can start again. Maybe I should be wearing ski goggles. I guarantee you, if mom's listening to this, you'll be getting them next Christmas. Is that my, oh, yay, stocking stuffer. 
<laughs> this one says, in order to not embarrass myself by fangirling too hard, I'll just jump in. Okay, well, A, don't, you'll never, no one's ever annoyed that, well, I guess I should speak for myself. I'm never annoyed to be fangirled <laughs> over. Are you kidding me? That's so nice. Um, my husband is the oldest and I was the first girlfriend slash daughter-in-law to join the family. When my husband and I were first married, we would go to my in-laws for Christmas for the first couple of years. When her kids were little, my mother-in-law hand-embroidered each member of the family a Christmas stocking, complete with their name and like a woodland creature and a festive hat or something. Very intricate stuff. She's got six kids and she made one for herself and her husband and all the kids. They look like they took forever to make. So I wasn't that bothered that she didn't make me one. She went on and on about how much trouble they were to make. So I really wasn't expecting one. To clarify, I never asked for one. It was understandable to me at the time. Instead of getting me my own dollar store stocking or whatever, she just made me share my husband's. Then on Christmas morning last year, then on Christmas morning that year, I got very cheap kitchen and cooking centric gifts, like a cookie sheet and a Costco sized <laughs> bag of sugar cookie mix. Well, everyone else got the box set DVD series of their dreams, drones, Xboxes, etc. My husband even got a ski pass to a fancy resort. That same year they took us on a family vacation. They wouldn't let us stay in the same hotel room, even though we were married. Anyway, that's what? a story for another too long email. Fast forward six years and another son gets married to another daughter-in-law. By this time, my husband and I have very little contact with them and live across the country. In the mail that year, she sent me a $20 gift card to Amazon. The gift card holder was a mini stocking. Another brother's girlfriend sent me a picture of my in-law's fireplace. Guess who has a brand new hand-stitched hat-wearing festive woodland creature stocking? You guessed it. The no, new daughter-in-law. No. Other gifts she has given me over the years include Mormon propaganda books she knows I won't read. And obviously, <laughs> oh, there, there it is. I was like, what, what happened? Um, yeah. And obviously too small for me, LuLaRoe clothes that were impossible for me to return. LuLaRoe. It is hard to return things that are non-returnable to a friend who sold them to you that already had holes in them. <laughs> Especially when they're coming off the rack in that person's dining room. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love a dining room rack. <laughs> I've done a lot of healing and boundary setting and asked a few years ago that we just don't exchange gifts after a few years in. And uh, da, da, da. I respect the inter- intricacy of the mind games and laugh every time at the extreme pettiness. But also it was really hurtful at the time. Mormon mother-in-laws, yeah. what are you going to do, right? Just laugh and take an edible every time you have to interact with them. <laughs> wishing you and yours a non-toxic holiday season. Okay, so oh. you're like not, your ex-Mormon are not like as religious and devout as they are. So like there's some element of your marriage they probably delegitimize because it's not like an internal marriage sanctioned by the Mormon church. So that's probably an interesting, subtle thing of them not seeing you as legit as the other ones. And leave it to a mother-in-law to, like, get out her repressed frustration through stockings. <laughs> oh, truly. <laughs> but also, the cookie sheet and then a Costco-sized bag yeah. of sugar cookie mix. It's like getting your the boys' drones and Xboxes. You mean, like, get in the kitchen, bitch. <laughs> Make some cookies. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I'm really sorry. That is tough. And I think that's one of those things where I, you always want to give the benefit of the doubt and be like, surely this isn't intentional. That would be cruel. But then when it is, it's like, who who wages that kind of psychological warfare? Good for you for being a good sport about it. Yeah, I, for sure. I don't really need my own stocking, but Kelly, my brother had max, matching stockings growing up and I had the unmatching one that was little. And I'm not going to lie, it did bother me. Yours were bigger. No, 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 no. no. Mine looked more stuff. Exactly. But so it always seemed unfair that you had more stuff. Well, that's interesting. Do you think mom was (laughs) playing mind games? Should we 
talk about this tonight at dinner? Yeah, like my mom last night was trying to tell us that parents genuinely have no favorites. She's never had one of us in the running over the other. And we're like, no way. That's no true. way. Because I like sure. Teddy better hands than Tugboat right now. But that's not always the case. <laughs> but also, hands down, you were the favorite. Me? Yeah. Little old you? Yes. I think it's because kind of like the Kardashians, Kylie at, at a point could stand to generate her the most money. Probably. It's all about what you could do for us financially in the future. Yeah, That's what it's based on. Every parent's dream. We had really high a- hopes with the doormats. And so now we're just, <laughs> fingers are still crossed. Loosely, mom and dad, crossed. thanks for college. Thanks. Thanks for all you've done. But I'm going to become a DIY internet talk radio host. Every parent's dream. Um, this one says, client walks in and says, I got you the best gift. You're going to love it. Claps and excitement for me to open. Oh, this is my hair person. I open the small box and find a Christmas ornament, a Botox needle ornament. Like, oh, wow. Thank you. That's so kind. (laughs) Then client says, look under the ornament. There's more. I lift up the tissue and there's 10 orange pills. I say, what is this? It's 10 Adderall. I figured you'd like that because you're so busy this time of year. Honestly, that's a gift that keeps what? on giving. Oh my gosh. A Botox me, needle. Was the Botox needle, was it there was there like a gift card for Botox as well or just an ornament? No, just an ornament. Wow. <laughs> you know? You love I to get injectables, I... right? I actually kind of want a Botox ornament now that we're that's talking really about it. That's funny. A, yeah. This one said my grandparents asked a local artist to make a mosaic of my face. It turned out incredibly <laughs> creepy, so they didn't give it to me, but they also wouldn't get rid of it because it's their granddaughter. To this day, it's in my grandpa's closet, facing the wall. The mosaic is attached to the email for your eyes only. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Can I send this to you? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't mean, wait. I've never really thought about how mosaics shouldn't be people until I saw this. I'll text it to you. Okay, perfect. I just said, oh, that would haunt me. That's it's, going it, to haunt me tonight. It's really spooky. <laughs> oh. I mean, all the king's horses and all the king's men, they say they can't put you together yeah. again, but a mosaic artist can. This is like you've broken two million pieces and we're poorly reassembled. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, she also said, when my husband and I were first dating, he gave me a candle box he got on Etsy, like a box with cutouts you place over a candle in the dark. It makes shadow shapes across on the wall, except it was made out of very thin wood and extremely flammable. I wasn't going to use it, but I didn't want to tell him. I decided to do a one-time demo for him on FaceTime, except during the demo, my dad walked in and yelled, are you trying to burn down the house? <laughs> you do have to remember that with Etsy. You know, we love an artisan. We love to support a local business. But sometimes these people aren't masters of their trade and may not know you can't make a candle box that's flammable. So when you're eyeing that centerpiece, that's a pile of dry leaves with a flame on it, maybe (laughs) tread lightly. I have so many weird slash funny gifts, all courtesy of my grandma. When I was five, my first dance recital featured me in a yellow satin costume with yellow marabou on the skirt. And we danced a Disney song called Macho Duck in 1986. When I was 19 or so, my grandmother inexplicably made three sweatshirts for me, each with duck appliques and embroidery saying macho duck on. (laughs) It's kind of like uh, if we got sweatshirts this year of like 
what we dressed as in that Christmas play. And mom got me like a sweatshirt that said Sky Bear. Like, I think our brother was a marshmallow. Yeah. I was a Sky Bear. Marshmallow. So they made us yeah, put a trash just... bag, stuff it with newspaper. I wasn't in talented and gifted, you know, as you know. And I think we just got whatever was left over because there were snowflakes. There were candy canes. There were so many cute things. What the, a, what the hell is a Sky Bear? I, I, I was like six and I was like, it's not even real. I know. I was I so know. mad. And there was so much that goes into those productions too. Our song was, or that went the into Sky it. Bears had a pillow fight. They tore up every cloud in sight. We had a fake pillow fight on stage. It's not even a Christmas I, carol, Kelly. I'm so sorry. I saw my brother get to rock on stage to a marshmallow world. I know that I, that was that was such a great performance. That's Jingle Ball Rock. But I think Marshmallow yeah. World is Marshmallow, to the tune of Jingle no, Bell Rock. I think it's Marshmallow Rock. What did I, I say? think this Marshmallow World, but I think oh, it's Marshmallow you're right, Rock. It is the Marshmallow Rock. It's kind of like how the ABCs are the same tune as Twinkle Twinkle, but you don't really think about it. A B C D E F G H I J K Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Oh my gosh! A B C D E F G. Learn something new every time I'm on this pod. Kelly, I'm happy. I'm I'm here to educate, not just entertain. The other crazy thing Macho Duck Grandma got one year. She got the actual snow. She was like the ones that look like giant tennis rackets, but I live in New York City and I'm not exactly an outdoorsy <laughs> person. <laughs> Wait, I can see that. Someone thinking that it's like, oh, she's like, got a trip to there. <laughs> Another year she got me and my kid cousin matching slankets. Actually, these are the best. We immediately did a photo shoot. I love a slanket. It's a blanket with pockets. Mm. Um, my grandma was always this way. She gave extravagant gifts too, like Broadway show tickets, always the best seats. She once gave me a gift card to Saks. I was six and had nothing to use it on. <laughs> a six-year-old a Saks gift card? <laughs> That's amazing. Other times she gave the best gifts, always coming for Christmas with literally five bags of gifts for my brother and I. My grandma passed away last year and I really miss her. I wonder a lot what she might have been thinking with all these crazy gifts. She might have been a little off, but one thing I know for sure is that she adored me and I do appreciate, wish I appreciated that more while she was here. Aww. What I learned from her is that people show their love in their own ways. And I wish I laughed less at her thoughtfulness, but she also gave me stuff no other kids got, like show ticks, amazing experiences. I keep seeing ways she shows up in my life and just you asking the question on IG made me think of all of her hilarious and puzzling and extraordinary Christmas gifts until I was 40 years old. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And I can't wait to meet you on book tour. Can't wait to meet you. And that is such a sweet sentiment. Good note to end on because, um, I think that's why these are so heartwarming. Gifts are not my give or receive love language. In fact, Greg and I don't buy each other expensive gifts because I don't like being given expensive things that I didn't pick out. And I'd rather spend our collective finances on stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Oh, for sure. Trips and whatever. Yeah. So it's not really my love language, but some people really care about gifts and really bitch about gifts. And I do think it is important to remember, even if it's a hat from Cabela's or an external <laughs> hard drive there or a cookie sheet, you know, it's not always the thought that counts, but sometimes it true. is. And at no, least they true. tried. No, Favorite gift so from right. Greg was Bay's cheese of the month club, which dates the that gift the when best. we were saying the word Bay. Um, true. But every month he would bring me home an assortment of cheeses. <laughs> no, on like a Friday night. So, it was great. I would always be so lucky if I was ever there for that. Because I was like, yes, yeah. it's base cheese of the month night. Because really, that was the great gift. And one could say that's a gift you get someone when you didn't get them a gift. Because it was a torn piece of paper that said, 
you're entitled to one subscription to Bay's Cheese of the Month Club, and I, which didn't exist, um, but he delivered. No, totally. I will say I'm pretty sure one of the best gifts that I've ever given um, was to our brother when I gifted him a salt and pepper shaker set when I came back from Ireland. from Ireland. <laughs> because what 17-year-old boy doesn't want a salt and pepper shaker set that looks like leprechauns? So we should know better as a society than to send young people who are still deep in souvenir culture to foreign <laughs> countries. It's true. Because now true. would you ever buy a souvenir? Yeah, you might be talking to the wrong person there. Okay, sorry, Kelly. Oh, did you want me to bring you back a miniature Big Ben? I forgot. Yeah, but you brought <laughs> from me, London. Um, you brought me. Uh, oh my biscuits God, with the that's boss. So true. I did. I participated in souvenir culture. I bought Kelly biscuits in the pink box in Ted Lasso Town, Richmond, London. I know, and I loved right. it. It was so sweet, and I ate them every last crumb because I know my audience. You are yes. my friend that would like a souvenir. So I got you one. Yes. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for reminding me, Kelly. Oh, Toast. this is just one <laughs> last one that I think is a little bit funny and brings us back to Plathville, which hopefully Kelly and I will be returning to shortly. Fingers um, crossed. I was 19 years old and my then boyfriend was spending his first Christmas over at my family's house. I was moving into a new apartment and I unwrapped a box of apartment things, dish towels, a new frying pan, etc. I pull out two Windex slash Clorox sized bottles of hydrogen peroxide, who knew they came in bottles that large? I look at my mom puzzled and ask if she wrapped this by accident. That's happened in the past. And she says, no, these are for you. She says earnestly, oh, you know. I assure her, I do not. <laughs> she then announces, as my boyfriend and family listen in, that these industrial-sized bottles of hydrogen peroxide are to clean period blood off my underwear when I do laundry. <laughs> she could not fathom why I was ungrateful and embarrassed. That just made me laugh because, A... Educational, that's a thing. Remember when we sorted out on air, if you take, they're supposed to take the bag out of the bathroom stall? Yeah, I'm still unsure of I'm, that, but go we, on. We, you're not. You're not. No. It's so unsanitary. There's no way. Um, but it, this show always makes me think of things. And if that's a great laundry solution, thank you for telling us. But also, I love that she was like, oh, you know. You know, girl. <laughs> no, no. So, two diesel sizes. I do not. Kelly, thank you for being here this holiday season. It was a delight to have you. No, thanks. As always, thanks for having me. I'm glad that we could record in two separate rooms in the same house. So one of our traditions is family trivia. We do it like over the course of three nights. Mom mm -hmm. said this year's trophy is bigger and better than ever. And one year she did accurately recreate the Dancing with the Stars mirror ball, which is she did. hard to beat. Uh, it, it is. Um, as last year's trivia winner, not to brag. Um, right. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, maintain my place at the top and win yet again. That was your first year winning, wasn't it? Listen, it's not about no, no, no. not in a bad way. I feel like our brother usually wins. Some I don't Correct. know. I, is his phone under the table? We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> um, I've won maybe twice, so I don't mean that offensively. But it was a you really I feel like, like won, won more by than a lance. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I need to go look at my trophies. <laughs> you do. Well, mine's on my mantle right now. But so far, my dad's only told us one category we can prep for. What was that? Crustaceans. <laughs> like what? <laughs> the world's our oyster, and I need to start prepping. We need the to tell. What is our crustacean, Kel? It is. Oh my gosh! What, is it why oyster did I think of that pond? It was right in front of me. Oh, no, I thought but you did it was it on like right in front of me. Oh, sorry, I ruined it. I thought you were just <laughs> delivering it really cleanly. No. <laughs> Um, well, I hope everybody has Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. When I get to my in-laws' house, I'm going to try to record another one-hit mumbler with my other sisters. 
Oh, uh, I can't wait. We'll maybe snorkel a new topic. And thanks for letting me do holiday-themed episodes. I just felt like doing some lighter fare this month, Kel, you know? Yeah, I get it. I it was, It's been super fun. And I think, you know, a lot of people are on the road more than usual. So it's good to have like these to just listen to in the background. So thanks yeah. for providing us with entertainment. Do you think Mother always. God's birthday was December 25th? Obvi- of course it is. Our Lord and Savior, Mother God. Our Lord and Savior, Mother God. <laughs> really, though, I'll never get over driving her around for three weeks in the back of a car wrapped in Christmas lights. Like, <laughs> what? But, Tilly, is that not how you want your corpse to be decorated? You love Christmas. Well, that's true. <laughs> Let me update my will. <laughs> Just to say, please wrap me in Christmas lights and put me in the back of a Subaru. I'm in heaven. No, me- a Nissan, whatever it was. I think it was a Nissan Rogue, Cal. You're right. It was a Rogue. Which is what we have as a rental car right now, right? Mine? Yeah. No. And What is it? Oh. Potato, Acura? potato. <laughs> You're great with cars. <laughs> did, you, did you have fun last night while I was telling mom that her concept of immaculate consumption was historically inaccurate? <laughs> I... Did you notice I went to bed shortly I know, after? You left. I just I wasn't left. Trying to, I just got up I, from the table and left. But to, you lost to, energy slowly as I went through I, biblical history. But I thought she would like to know. I was, I wasn't like trying to say like Santa isn't real or something. If you're listening, he is real. Obviously, children of the best. But she was. It's like she knew that the Catholic's official stance was that Immaculate Conception is about Mary being free from stain, free from sin. But she also, kind of like the Kelly Clarkson video, was unwilling to accept the logic in real time. (laughs) I got to stop ruining stuff for people, Kel. You know, let's just maybe I'll guide tonight's dinner conversation, you know, with something a little more lighthearted. I just, it's something, there's something a little entertaining about pushing the envelope. (laughs) No, no, it's not entertaining. This is because you're the youngest. You feel like you can get away with this. And I'm sitting here cringing, being like, with historically accurate information. I'm going to wash dishes. But I wasn't being combative. I was like, oh, fun fact. And I showed her the National Catholic Register. Yeah. What a great way to lead into (laughs) Christmas Eve. And you know what? Teddy and I (sighs) are going to do our own thing tonight. You guys can talk religion and politics all you want. I'm going to go play with the baby. You should just... Like the iPad kid I am, I should just watch my little shows at the table and keep out of the adult conversation. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Well, may your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmas conversations be lighter than ours. Um, oh, leave me five stars for Christmas, not to be desperate, but it really helps. My podcast is small and never charts anymore because of all these celebrities. And reviews oh. make the world go round. So reviews on iTunes are huge. If you can write something or just clicking five stars on Spotify matters a lot. Or just like tell a friend, I don't know, so I can keep my job this year. And anyway, on that note, as always, let me know your thoughts and I'll let you know mine. I'll be there in five. Say it with me, Cal. I swear. I swear. Wow. Thank you.